Section 13 of Trips in the Life of a Locomotive Engineer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by E. M. Allen. Trips in the Life of a Locomotive Engineer by Henry Dawson. An Abrupt Call. High White, as he was familiarly called, was an engineer on the same road with me. He has been running there for over ten years, and although High is one of those mad wags who are never so happy as when running a rig on some of their cronies, he was universally acknowledged to be one of the most competent and careful men that ever pulled a plug on a locomotive. In High's long career as a runner, he, of course, has met with innumerable hair-breath scapes some of them terribly tragic in their accessories, others irresistibly comic in their termination, although commencing with fair prospect for a fearful end. Of this latter kind was an adventure of his which he used to call making a morning call under difficulties. High used to run the morning express, or, as it was called, the Shanghai Run, which left the southern terminus of the road at six o'clock a.m. It was a fast run, making the length of the road 141 miles in three and a half hours. High ran the engine Columbia, a fast machine with seven feet driving wheels and a strong inclination to mount the rail and leave the track on the slightest provocation. About midway of the road there was a large brick house, standing but a rod or two from the track and on the outside of a sharp curve. As High was passing the curve one day, running at full speed, some slight obstruction caused the Columbia to leave the track, breaking the coupling between it and the train, thus leaving the cars on the track. Away went the Columbia, making the gravel fly until she met with an obstruction in the shape of this very brick house, which the engine struck square in the broadside, and with characteristic contempt of slight obstacles, crashed its way through the wall and onto the parlor floor, which being made for lighter tread, gave way and precipitated the engine into the cellar beneath, leaving only the hind end of the tender sticking out of the breach in the wall. High, who had jumped off at the first symptom of this furious onslaught, looked to see if there were any dead or wounded on the field of this charge of his heavy brigade. Seeing that he and his fireman were both safe, he turned his attention to the Columbia, which he found slightly injured but safely housed, lying coolly among pork barrels, apple bins, and potato heaps, evidently with no present probability of continuing its course. By this time the people of the house, who were at breakfast in the farther part of the building when the furious incursion upon their domestic economy took place, came rushing out, not knowing whether to prepare to meet friend or rebel foe. Very naturally, the first question put to High, who was renewing vegetable matter for present rumination, i.e., taking a new chew of tobacco, was, "'What's the matter?' This question was screamed to High, with the different intonations of the various members of the family. High coolly surveyed the frightened group and replied, Matter? Nothing is the matter. I only thought I would call on you this morning, and pray, said he with the most winning politeness, don't put yourself to any trouble on my account. End of section 13